Break Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Yesterday's show, we heard from Councillor James Collins uh, about this €500,000 public art installation that was planned for O'Connell Street in the city centre. It's now in doubt, it appears, at this week's Metropolitan Meeting of Limerick Council. Councillors were told that following uh, a design completion process, a competition rather, it was decided not to proceed with the preferred scheme. And the project, initially suggested as a rotating equilateral prism, was to form part of the overall redevelopment of the city's main thoroughfare. Um, And the chicane, part of the design to facilitate the art structure, will go ahead, but the art design, it appears, won't. So, on that and other things, we're joined in the studio by Fine Gael Councillor Sarah Kiley and Labour Councillor Conor Sheehan, and both of you are welcome. Um, Well, look... The key question and the question, frankly, that the vast majority of people, I'm sure, are asking you day to day and are asking us day to day. And we keep mentioning it and saying, yes, this lamp down. What is the date for completion of the works on O'Connell Street, to the best of your knowledge, from this briefing? Okay, good morning, Joe. Um, Yeah, well, at at the meeting on Monday, as you rightly said, we had... uh, very long discussion about the O'Connell Street project and in the course of that discussion, uh, thanks to Councillor McSweeney, we have to give credit where credit is due, he asked a question about the public art installation that was supposed to be at the Thomas Street Bedford Row Junction and then it was divulged through a member of the council executive that it will not be going ahead. So when will it be finished? That's one of the the questions that was answered as well and apparently in two weeks time the O'Connell Street project is going to be handed from the contractor to Limerick City and County Council. So does that mean, Connor, that in two weeks' time it will look like it's going to look for a number of years to come? I suppose to give you an answer that you and your listeners um, probably wouldn't want and, and a real politician's answer, that is substantially correct because there's obviously, there's still a couple of things left to be done there. But look, one of the things I raised at this meeting is this entire process, in my view, has left an awful lot to be desired. Like, first of all, it took five attempts to get a confirmation out of the council executive on Monday that the rotating prismy Mababi thing was no longer going to be installed. And they effectively took that decision unilaterally unilaterally without consulting us, even though we passed the part eight. Then you have the chicane in the middle of it or the random curve that, you know, I reckon could cause an awful lot of accidents. And one of the things that I've looked for in relation to all of this is I think, and maybe we'll have to do it privately because obviously there's a contractor involved and, you know, you have to be careful in what you say in public. But... We need to, as councillors, with the council executive, have a thorough evaluation of this project, top to toe, because the entire process, in my view, has left a lot to be desired. Yes, the chicane, the curve, as you describe it, and at one point, because they were sufficiently concerned about the traffic on it, they put a white line in the middle of it to almost warn people, yes, this curve is coming. What was the purpose of the curve? Okay, we did ask that question as well on Monday and to be clear, it's councillors 
who need to hold the executive to account on anything of this nature, especially when it comes to public money. We have always raised concerns about O'Connell Street and we'll continue to do so and I have no doubt in my mind that we haven't seen the end of this. The chicane, okay, so there's two schools of thought on this. Number one is that it was that chicane or curve was put in to allow the installation of the public art. The other answer that we got on Monday from the executive was that the chicane is there to slow traffic. Okay. So, so can you can you remember what was said initially about it? Was it to do with the art installation that's now not going ahead, or is it more a safety measure? Can anyone remember? But you see, one of the issues with this process as well, Joe, and I think my colleague James Collins, to be fair to him, alluded this and 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 explained it very well, is that there were a number of changes to mm-hmm. this project that uh, changes that we did not agree to. Like, I'll give you an example. There are two cycle lanes going up O'Connell Street. In the Part 8 that we passed at the time, there was one. Correct. N- now, the issue, I don't have an issue with the second cycling, but what, what I have an issue, in, in my view, that is a significant change. Mm-hmm. And that was done without even consulting us. So, so much of this process has gone, has ha, has literally gone around us. But then the problem is members of the public, and rightly so, because they expect accountability from their councillors, because this is public money. They come to us a lot of the time. B- businesses come to us be- because of the, the disruption. And a lot of the time we don't have answers for them. Right. Will there be two lanes of traffic on the new O'Connell Street? Well, uh, I put down a motion to say that I wanted the bus lane removed at the moment because, let's be honest here, it's a car park. So one lane, the left lane going up O'Connell Street, is an absolute car park from outside of Brown Thomas up as far as Chicken Hut. And that is the 400 metre bus lane that everyone was talking about as part of the Part 8. The problem here is that the NTA think that they're going to be putting in another bus lane next to that and taking uh, private traffic off of the a two-way main, yes well no not a two-way yeah. just not a two-way it's a, a, a one-directional but two-lane bus route now this and is, is there all, a third lane uh, no there isn't this is the there problem. won't be a third lane for private traffic apparently not but look all this is up in the air Joe there are more questions than answers about O'Connell Street and the fact of the matter is be, I put down this motion as a red herring so we could discuss this because I know some of my colleagues in the chamber were actually asking me before the meeting oh my god what are you at we need to get this information into public domain and it's a it's actually a damning indictment of the system when I'm asking questions in the background not getting the answers and have to put down a red herring of a motion to make sure that we can debate this in the chamber okay go on you see the problem here Joe right is that there's a conflict essentially between the Limerick Metropolitan Transport Strategy, which is a high-level document to be essentially transform... LS Maths, yeah, LS Maths, as it's known. Um, and basically, it's in LS Maths about having the two-way bus corridor on O'Connell Street. And obviously, when we passed the Part 8, we were told initially, there was only three councillors that voted against it, but we were told at the time that the two-way bus corridor wasn't necessary on O'Connell Street. But now we're essentially finding that the two-way corridor has been imposed upon us by the the NTA. And one of the issues with this this project is, are we creating a two-way, are we creating a public transport corridor or are we doing a public realm revitalisation project? And we've sort of done a bit of both. Okay. Well, uh, we have asked uh, the National Transport Authority for comment and they haven't come back to us yet, but they're welcome to come on and to explain the situation. And uh, we asked uh, the council as well 
well, you know, from an official point of view uh, about the art installation, the prism. And they say that um, there was a consensus uh, following the completion of the initial stage of, of the competition project, not to proceed with the shortlisted proposals. Well, the there was no consensus art. among us because they didn't ask us. They did not consult and us. And Joe, I have, uh, I've have, I've had further information since that meeting, and I was told confidentially by someone that this was shelved last summer. So how come we're only finding out now if there was consensus well, the, among the, the, the official council position again um, it was the decision was made following detailed appraisal where aspects of the proposal such as clarity and specific relevance of the overall concept to Limerick City, budget certainty, resolution of technical challenges, maintenance requirements etc. were examined. The proposed location is suitable for a public artwork of scale given the configuration of the area. The curved configuration of the carriageway in this area, the chicane, while primarily a traffic calming measure also maximises the public space available at the Thomas Street side of this junction. The funding earmarked for this project was specific to the shortlisted project, which we understand is not going ahead now. Mm-hmm. Now, we were given assurances that uh, it potentially we could draw down the money. Um, so it's not completely off the table, which I'm glad to hear. And I know Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan did have a really good suggestion about another piece of public art. Um, but the problem for us is at the moment, there are snags to do with O'Connell Street to do with pedestrian safety no crossing at the junction between Bedford Row and Thomas Street. When you are stepping out to cross the road, you're stepping onto an active cycle lane. The the initial part where you do step off, there was never supposed to be a step there. It was supposed to be a slant. So people could have, it would have been like a shared one level surface, not a step. There's been anecdotal evidence that lots of people are having trips and falls there. We've tried to address this. There was no way I was backing down on Monday until I got assurances that our uh, issues would be addressed from a pedestrian safety point of view because in the hierarchy of safety pedestrians should come first. And this is the problem essentially with this pro- the, with the way this project has gone J- Joe to try and get concrete pardon the pun information a lot of the time for us it's been like trying to draw blood out of a turnip. I mean, not to rain on people's parade here but there is another phase to this right? There's a phase beyond the international rugby experience up to the crescent almost another version of what has been going on for the last number of years on the section of O'Connell Street we're aware of. Yes, there is. There's another section yet to come. But what I would say to people, first of all, is that, like, the one thing you can't do is you can't downplay how complex this project is because it's like doing open-heart surgery on the centre of the city, essentially. So, look, um, I think... What needs to happen, as I said previously, I think we need to seriously sit down with the council executive and look at it top to toe. And I want to see, like, before they tackle the next section, what the key learnings are from the section they had that they had completed. Because there were a number of things, there are a number of questions that I have, things that I couldn't raise in a public forum because you have to be very careful when you're yeah. talking about Including in this forum. In, including including uh, in this forum. Yeah, you can be sure. But, but I suppose the question, Sarah, would be is if you get the top to toe or if some of the questions you now have have been answered or part answered or will be answered over the coming months, then it is a major test of the council officials, but also elected politicians, that the next phase runs more smoothly than 
the phase we've seen. Correct, Joe. Yeah, I think it's our job to make sure that we hold the executive to account. And there have been different project managers, different people overseeing things, liaison with um, with the contractors. I met the contractors myself a few weeks ago. I actually requested a meeting. It was a private meeting, but I can tell you all is not rosy there either in the sense that, and I'm not going to hang anyone out to no, dry. be careful now, Sarah. No, I, yeah. I am going to be careful, yeah. but this needs to be said. This needs to be said. It's not all down to the contractor. Okay. It's not all down to the contractor. We've all heard in private briefings and otherwise views on all sides of this. Um, but is there any possibility that this will be the equivalent of the Edinburgh Lewis project, as I call it, where they put in their Lewis and everyone now loves it. But when the project was underway, people in Edinburgh were at the authorities' throats yeah. over the problems, the delays, the gaps, the difficulties. Any chance that in a couple of weeks' time when this is handed over, people will be skipping up and down the middle of O'Connell Street with joy in their hearts? I'm familiar enough, actually, with the Edinburgh Trams debacle. And the first thing I, I would say is potentially yes. I mean, but the issue that we have is that as councillors, right, we were put in there to essentially, you know, as a watchdog in relation to this. First of all, this is tax, a significant amount of taxpayers' money. We need to make sure that there's proper oversight there. And there are a number, as Sarah said, of relatively small things that need to be ironed out. But we want to see them ironed out in in a timely manner. Yeah. Like she mentioned, the issue with the curbing, the issue with the pedestrian crossing, like I brought up at the meeting, the issue of people parking in the supposed left lane where they've yeah. damaged every single bollard because they've been backed but, but into it, it, so is many that, times. Is that an enforcement issue? It is an enforcement issue. That is issue. an enforcement issue, yeah. Right. So that, that that is not the contractor's fault. That is an Absolutely. enforcement issue. No. That's what I mean. No. So it's easy for people to point the finger. But at the end of the day, Joe, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. What we want is, and this is what we got a commitment on on Monday, that we will be able to have an in an, an informal briefing behind closed doors within the next two weeks before the handover takes place to look for these assurances, to look for the things that need to be done. They're completed before the handover. So we can trash. Shall we can trash out all the issues in in okay. an open and, forum? And what commitments have you got? Because this is something that you will hear from traders mm-hmm. a lot, and indeed from members Absolutely. of the public, that four weeks after this thing is finished, it won't be filthy, dirty, and look appalling. What level of consistent? street cleaning is going to go on on a regular and sustained basis to make it look the way it should at least. Yeah, well I've had assurances and people um, in the, our councillors have had assurances as well that there's a full maintenance plan It's it, because it hasn't been handed over yet, it's not 100% tasked to the council so when it's handed over and again all those things are going to be thrashed out in the meeting that we're going to have before the handover. We're going to ask for the maintenance plan. We're going to insist, I hope, that the uh, the pedestrian crossing, where I was assured ducting, is in place for. So why did they just not put in the pedestrian crossing then? I saw someone nearly getting wiped out the other day at that intersection. Like I said, pedestrian safety is paramount. Right. Will there be a separate tendering process for the next phase, as I say, beyond the international rugby experience and up to the crescent. And when do we expect that to get underway? 
Well, as f- as far as I understand it, the next phase of the project, um, it was it it was all included in the in the original part eight that we passed. So the planning application, the planning permission is there. It's live, and and the funding is there. The funding is there, and as far as I understand it, um, it will be the same contractor because it would have been in the same tendering package. So it will be the same contractor, as far as I understand. Because there was it. a suggestion made to me privately that there would be a retendering, but you're saying that's not the case. Well, Joe, I'm saying, no, and I'm not I, saying I'm right, but I, I'm not I, saying I'm right. But I, that's interesting that you're. I'm saying what I know to the best of my knowledge, right. You know, okay. I'm saying... Is, is that your understanding? What? It'll be the same contractor? Uh, I don't know, Joe. I wouldn't like okay. to, to be drawn okay. on that because no, no, I don't think enough. it would be fair. But yeah. that is another question we can add to the vast list of questions we yeah. need to I, I, I just think I just think there's very little knowledge among the public as far as that I they know, are going to face this again. And and the question then is, well, what happens with the traffic? I mean, for example, well, for from, from, when it, from when it opens at, at, at the end of this month, yeah. let, let's assume that the date of May completion yeah. is right. Okay, so that means you have the summer ahead, June, July, mm-hmm. August into September, high tourism, all of the stuff that you would hope and expect the rugby experience uh, opened. Will the buses be running up the middle of it at that point? And on how many lanes? And what's happening with private traffic over this summer up O'Connell Street? So there's only one bus lane. It's 400 metres in length. It goes from Brown Thomas, so the junction between William Street up to, and, and O'Connell Street. So from Brown Thomas up as far as Chicken Hut. That is where the bus lane is. 400 metres. That's the only place. Now, obviously, public vehicle, public service vehicles can use that as well, meaning taxis. Um, to my knowledge, that's the way a bus lane runs in Dublin, so why wouldn't it run here? All other traffic will be on the right-hand lane. I think we should leave it alone and now. And one way. And one way. And, Everything and should that's be private, left that's alone. that's private traffic, and you mentioned the cycle lanes, yeah. you mentioned the pedestrians, yeah. and you're saying we should leave it alone. Leave it but alone. But our understanding is that it won't be left alone. Joe, I don't and, think... And, and when is that going to happen? When are we going to get the extra bus lane and no no vehicular well, traffic well, other than the extra... That's all to do with it, Joe. If I have anything to do with it, there'd be no extra bus lane there because the NTA should be told where to go. Right. Well, that's fair enough. But the NTA have a lot of authority too. Not with that's us. What they're they're called, because know, it's that's a planning what they're called, process. No, Joe, this is very important, actually. There's a planning process in place. If they do want to install another bus lane, they'll have to come before us in the form of a part eight again. So let's see how before that plays out. Before the full council. Absolutely. But, well, before the Metropolitan Council. But the, the, this, again, is an issue I have with this entire process. If you were to ask me... What's your biggest regret from your five years as a councillor? I would say voting for that scheme in the manner I did because that scheme was brought before us in September 2019 and and a metaphorical gun was held to our heads and we were told, vote this through or you lose the funding. And I remember I was barely a wet week on the council Mm. at at the time and there was only three councillors who were brave enough at the time to say no this isn't right. And to be fair to my colleague, James Collins, right, he did warn, warn us at the time. He said, the intention with this is a two-way bus corridor. And to be fair to the man, he's on the public record as saying it. And okay. we were we were told otherwise at the time. And now we're right. being told again. So, 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 I, so we, I really believe okay, we're not okay. going to be able to well, stop it becoming well, well, a two-way I think, bus I think corridor. Le- I think we've learned quite a bit from both of you this morning. And I think it's been helpful. And I hope it's been helpful to listeners as well. We'll certainly be coming back to it. But at least you're being told that whatever it's going to look like for the foreseeable future, it will be the case into June, July and August. So we keep the fingers crossed on that. And that might give people a perspective on it over the summer that... Obviously, they don't have it at the moment because they're seeing it in process and in progress. Well, thank you to Fine Gael Councillors Eric Kiley and Labour Councillor Conor Sheehan. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.